righty, welcome back to Ask Brojo Anything. I say welcome back. This is kind of our first proper one of the new style. So this is replacing the old webinar format where we're now going to do these sort of 30-minute quicker sessions where we answer your guys' questions. Um, and that way it's always really relevant to our members. We wanted to keep it really relevant. We'll try and do these once a week. We'll see how we go with that. Um, and we've had a lot of questions come through and they all go onto a kind of a wait list. Uh, we prioritize our, our gold members and our coaching clients first. And then hopefully if we've got time, we'll answer other people's questions after that. But of course, if you wanna get your questions to the top of the list, um, join up to gold membership and we'll prioritize you. Basically, me and Mike are just gonna rant and freestyle our ideas and opinions uh, and try our best, you know, we get some really specific questions, but we'll try our best to make them general to everybody. So, you know, everybody with a similar issue can benefit um, from the question and the answers. And also we'll keep everybody as anonymous as possible, uh, just in case this isn't something that they want released to the public, because we will publish these publicly. So we'll try and keep it kind of generic so that you don't know who we're talking about or who's involved, but the main question still answered. Cool. Mike, shall we dive into it? Sounds good, man. This is a good long one. All right. So yeah, so we got a we got quite a lengthy question from one of our guys. And I'm going to kind of shorten it down a little bit to pull out the details that I think apply to a lot of people. This is a dating related question. So our our guy says I had a connection that I enjoyed with equal investment and getting closer to someone for about a month or more. And they had one interaction that ended with her wanting some time to think, sort of kind of backing down. She kept messaging. So there was a lot of uh, indirect contact, you might call it, non-personal contact. But she didn't keep up the investment in terms of hanging out and spending time together. So our guy set a boundary and said, look, it's a deal breaker to not hang out every few weeks or so. Wish you the best in dating. I'll miss you. Um, let me know if you change your mind about being available to spend time face to face. Now, our guy actually really does miss her, but she never responded to that. So his question, should I call her even though I didn't like the imbalance of investment in the connection, invite her to spend time? And also, is this out of scarcity? You know, she's never directly said, I don't want to hang out with you or don't contact me, but she's just kind of not been available and flaky and seems to stick with just online messaging and not taking it further. Mike, let's start with you. What's, what's your thoughts and opinions on people flaking, but never really saying no? So, so there is a comment made in the initial message to us um, which I don't have enough detail on, but it sounds like something happened for her between the initial building of the connection and her sort of beginning to back away and become a bit flaky and distant. And uh, let's see, he wrote it as um, a comment that she made that she felt the equal and the lack of equal investment, the challenge to the lack of equal investment 
rubbed her the wrong way uh, and that she felt judged. To me, that's a huge indication that for whatever reason, straight away, you know, she's not going to commit equally. She's already, for, for whatever reason, come to the conclusion that there's something about this relationship that really isn't going to work in the long term. And I'd say there, there's, there's no surprise in that. It's, it's very common for a relationship to start off full power, lots of excitement, lots of thrill. This is new. This is exciting. I'm really interested in this person. There's the physical attraction. There's the emotional attraction. And then for it to suddenly shift. And part of that process, so, so first I'd say don't feel like you did anything wrong. There's no major mistakes here. But the, the whole point of a relationship is to learn about each other. That's what dating is about. So if you're sitting here learning as much as you can about each other, there are going to be situations and people where you realize that your, your unique individual goals, that your personalities, that you know, what you're looking for out of the relationship don't exactly mesh for both of you. So I'd say the moment you see that, simply be okay with it. This is, this is more of a question of why am I resisting than why did she come to this conclusion? At that point, it's not very helpful to challenge them and say, hey, why aren't you hanging out with me enough? This is a deal breaker. It's just creating unnecessary stress on that connection. A better thing to ask is probably um, straight up, hey, I noticed you're, you're backing away. Are you losing interest? What can I learn from this experience? Um, is there something I don't see about myself or the way that I relate to people that will benefit me? Maybe not in this relationship, but in the next one, right? So at that point, I'm, I immediately, I think of dating as very light touch. Your goal is to learn. Learn about them, learn about yourself. Um, and in the moment I see a pulling back, my immediate attention goes to me just being okay with that. I, I, I challenge you to work on that perspective a bit. That's the first thing I notice. Yeah, I think that's that pretty much sums up what I had, which is it almost doesn't matter why someone backs away. The fact is that they have. And someone who's great for you isn't going to do that. So it, you know, I get this, uh, I had a question once a while ago, like if someone breaks up with me, how do I learn from it? How do I find out? And, and there's kind of need to go and get more information about it. And you can see it. This is like at the very early stages, that same issue. Like I need to know why hmm. there is no answer that's going to, to satisfy you there. This is what I call a one-sided connection. You want to be with her more than she wants to be with you. That's all you need to know. And as painful as that is, the longer you cling to it, the, the more you suffer. I'd also point out that if you're getting a pattern of this, if you tend to get flaky dates, if you tend to have, like I did, I had uh, you know, five relationships in a row that didn't make it past three weeks, all completely different women from completely different social circles, but the same pattern, they just lost interest after a period of time when you get a pattern like that, that's something to do with you, not them. You know, one girl could just be one girl. You got unlucky three, five in a row. 
you're doing something. And that something isn't like you're not being attractive enough. It's probably more like you're choosing the wrong woman or you're choosing the wrong men, depending on your tendencies. So what I realized was that, you know, when I was having the same sort of like constant flakiness problem, it was who I was going for and how I was going for them. I was going for crazy flaky party girls or people who only dated online and I was being quite dishonest in the way I went about it. So I could see, well, actually I'm starting on the back foot here. I'm not starting with something that can build a strong foundation. So my success rate plummets straight out of the gate. Like I'm choosing the worst people and applying the worst kind of approach to build something. Especially the, the bit that stood out to me is that there's a lot of messaging. I, I see too many people trying to maintain a relationship through messaging. You know, they try to do all the work with written messages and you lose so much. It's so detached. Somebody can't really see you and feel you. Um, I, I had a guy actually recently I was speaking to him. He has a problem with his height. He has shame about being short. He thinks, you know, when I'm dating online, all these girls just won't go out with me because I'm too short. It's like, yeah, they'll say no to you online because they just see a figure of how tall you are. But if you were to meet them in person and have an emotional connection, they're not going to give a shit about your height. <clears throat> so I really urge if, if, if somebody's getting a lot of flakiness, go out and meet people in a real place and only spend real time with them. Don't do like any sort of messaging should just be logistical, not a build of relationship. Like when are we going to see each other next and how are we going to do that? That's the limit of messaging if you're getting this problem a lot. Um, but yeah, ultimately, I think Mike and I both have the same idea, which is if you're getting someone flaking on you, just back away. You know, the worst case scenario is to chase. You know, if you chase somebody who's running away, they run faster. So if you back away, maybe they'll feel safe to come to you. Maybe they don't, but you should be moving on. Backing away doesn't mean sitting around waiting for the phone to ring. It means going to meet somebody else. Mike? Yeah, and on that note, I'd say that probably the best way to back away is just just let go. Just stop texting, stop inviting her out constantly. You, she knows she's invited. If she or he at some point is interested and not so busy, they'll, they'll message you. If they don't, you have your answer. Um, like I said, attach lightly. Like I noticed here on one of the comments made was that um, the person who wrote this message to us had set uh, a good frame, a good boundary with her. Basically said, um, hey, it's a deal breaker to not catch up regularly. But continued to say, I wish you luck in your dating, farewell. Basically ended the relationship all in one go. I think that was probably a little bit too far. If you're interested in her, that's fine. Say you're interested in her. That's it. But you can absolutely say, look, I want a real relationship here. Texting is not what I'm looking for. Are you interested in more or not? And then let go. Let her reply. If she ever gets back to you, right? If she doesn't, that, there's your answer. And some people, women in particular, I find quite often fear confrontation because a lot of guys don't take it well. So don't don't let yourself be dragged along by your own emotions and expectations and hopes and fantasies. Um, a non-answer is a no. Be fine with that. Be absolutely fine with that. Yeah, that's a really good point, actually. 
and, and we'll kind of wrap it up there for this question. But that final note is if someone's flaking on you, that may be that they've had a lot of bad experiences directly saying no to people. So now they take an indirect approach and I've seen it. I have so many guys send me screenshots of their texts and stuff. I'm like, that's how you responded to her. No, God, you're ruining her for other guys. Like throwing a tantrum, abusing her, pleading with her. Asking why. Asking why. You know, I mean, who wants that? People just wish, people wish they'd be able to say, look, you're not for me. And the other person go, fair enough. Yeah, I'll move on. But that's not what happens. There's always this like attempt to like haul them back in. You can actually help her build her confidence for dating. If you really want to give her a gift by ending well, by saying, you know what? Fair enough. Really not this, like, I wish you the best in this kind of nasty, like you've lost me kind of way, but more like, okay, well, thanks for being honest with me. Have a good day. And really just letting go like that. Cool. Anything further you want to add to this one, Mike? Yeah, there's actually one more important part of this message I'd like to touch on, which was a question uh, at the very end where he's basically reflecting, I miss her. She never responded. Should I call her? Am I feeling all of this out of scarcity? And uh, I'd say absolutely yes. Um, the, the thing a lot of people don't step back to consider is that your brain is the product of 320 million years of evolution. And as a mammal, you are designed to pursue resources, including romantic partners, including food, most aggressively when it seems difficult to come by, when it seems scarce. So if you are only paying attention to this one girl, if she is the only person in your world that you see any potential with, you're going to feel that emotionally in a very deep way. You're going to feel like you can't let go, like if you let go, this is your last opportunity. Now, rationally, you know that's not true. But emotionally, you will still feel that. So what I'd encourage you to do is simply get out and meet more people. It doesn't mean you have to date more. Just be around other people. Be, go join a dance class. Go join social groups where there are other potential interests other women that you might be interested in, you'll feel way better about that emotionally and it'll put you in a better rational frame of mind on how to deal with this relationship. 100% agree. You know, uh, I think the way you worded it in the question was like, if I was seeing like two or three other girls, would I still feel this way? Of course not. Uh, somebody only becomes very special to us when it doesn't seem to be anybody else. And you see that one item, somebody goes, oh my God, she's an angel, I love her. So it's not that great. And you've only been on two dates. I mean, it's stretching the data a little bit. Um, but that's, that's that scarcity thing. And that's what I'd say is like, go out rather than chasing someone, do lots of initiating and lots of invitations, meet lots of new people, invite them into your life and do that into your, until your free time is fully booked and then see how scarce you feel. You won't even remember who you've texted. You won't even know who's getting back to you or not. Because the people who aren't just disappear. You just lose track of them. And also, not just doing it for romantic reasons as well. If you've also got like no actual social life happening and you're just pursuing one girl, your neediness will be like 11 out of 10. 
But if you're constantly surrounded by people, new opportunities are constantly popping up. You're meeting new people all the time. You're having fun with them romantically and otherwise. You won't even be keeping track. You know. Awesome. I think we'll wrap that one up there because we've got Hai Ming on the call and uh, he's got a question. So Hai Ming, I'm just going to unmute you now. And he promises it's an amazing one. <laughs> You're up, Hai Ming. Okay. Because the question is, is a question I talked to Dan yesterday. We are just want to continue that question. Uh, because later on, I feel like uh, there's something we can, we can discuss. So I talked to a, a lady, I met her three times, and the last time we have a fight. And after a fight and a 20 minutes, she cried. She started crying. I said, no. She asked something. I said, no. And she started crying. And 20 minutes later, her emotion became calmed down. And then I start, I want to, I feel like I have, I never touched her hand before. But when she calmed down, I feel like I have the confidence to give her a hug. She moved away. But I don't feel I get rejected. And then two minutes later, I try to hold her hand. I, I never have this confidence to hold a hand like that. Okay, but I, I feel so natural to hold her hand and she don't move away. So that is a very good experience for me. And I want to learn how can I use this kind of experience to, to apply for another girl. She didn't, uh, we, because this fight, it's just naturally happened. But how can I just meet another girl when I talk, have dating, and create a similar kind of situation, and then make me to have the confidence to hug or to, to hold their hand? Hmm. Do you know what I try to say? Yeah, let me... Uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'll just uh, kind of... Uh, we talked about this a bit more detail yesterday. So the theme coming through is that Haiming was more assertive than usual, and that led to a, to a conflict. And then after the conflict, he felt more confident uh, than usual and felt like being compassionate towards her and touching her. But also, if she didn't want to, he wasn't hurt by that. He didn't feel rejected. And he's, he thinks, you know, this is a great experience. How, how do I repeat this? How, what, what is the learning here, right? Mike, what are your first thoughts? <laughs> Uh, it sounds like a great experience in the sense that you pushed your own comfort zone, your own boundaries, and you also had the experience of setting boundaries that for whatever reason seemed really important to you at that moment. And it ended up creating a confrontation, right? Um, I'd say, first of all, in my experience, every woman is completely different in terms of how and when they like to be touched, uh, holding hands, pat on the back, touching a shoulder, anything, any kind of physical contact, it will depend on a lot of variables. How she's feeling right now herself, all by herself, how she's feeling about you, how she's feeling about where, where you are at right now, like being out in public versus sitting in a car chatting. I see huge amount of difference in how women tend to react. They have their own sense of programming on what's socially okay, what am I comfortable with, what do I want, do I feel safe, do I like this guy, what message do I want to send or not send, how am I feeling about the other things going on in my life and the other people in my life. There's a big complex equation happening in her head. So 
the way to deal with this is simply explore. If you interested in holding it, her hand, gently take her hand, but be fine if she pulls it away. Give her the freedom to pull it away. Or simply hold your hand out and let her take it if she wants as you're crossing a street. Um, if you wanna give her a hug, rather than going in for a hug, just open up for a hug. She'll, she'll meet you halfway if she's comfortable. The key thing is, just like verbal communication of, I'm interested in you, all you're doing is expressing and inviting and then letting whatever happens happen. Touch is no different. The thing about touch is because it has the potential to scare her, right? You want to be extra attentive to her emotional state. You want to give her the ability to either close that gap or, or not. Absolutely. Um, Hyming and I have already talked about this a little bit. <clears throat> One of the key lessons was how a conflict should, you should go into it rather than avoid it, even if it's first date, even let alone third date. A, a, a lot of guys do this honeymoon period when they're dating, whereas they play nice for like months. They don't, they don't confront anything. They don't reject anything. <clears throat> they never have anything negative to say. And they think this is good for building a relationship. Whereas if they were to observe confident guys dating, they'd see a confident guy shows disagreement and dislike for things right on the first date. He's willing to lose her from minute one. If, if they're not good for each other, he, he prefers honesty over her feeling good. He doesn't mind if she feels good and he's happy to be part of that experience, but he won't sacrifice himself to make that happen. And because of that, she feels safer with him. I've really got to emphasize this. People don't feel safe with you because you're pleasant and pleasurable to be around. People don't feel safe with you because you're positive. They feel safe when they think you're real, when they don't have to guess what you're thinking or feeling, when they know what's going to, when they can predict your behavior and your reactions. That's what creates safety. So if you're very open and honest about what you don't like and disagree with, and you can hold strong, even if they have a bad reaction, they're at least going to register, hey, at least I don't have to worry about this guy. If he's upset with me, that's how he'll deal with it. And that's actually not too bad. He didn't punch me or yell at me. He just was firm. I don't mind firm. Firm's a lot better than like mysterious, you know, especially women who have been with really nice guys. There's been the inevitable inevitable moment where the nice guy snapped and where he just, his darkness came out and she just went, oh my God. Like, I didn't know he could be that ridiculously angry and, and just cruel or, or mean because it happens with all nice guys. Eventually they just snap. And so they become scared of a guy who hasn't shown his dark side yet. They're like, I don't know how it's going to come out. But a guy who shows it right out of the gate it's like, this is exactly how my dark side comes out. It's pretty calm and rational. I'm not going to be you know, mean to you about this, but I'm not going to hold back either. Then she can go like, okay, this guy, this is a man. He's got his dark side on a leash. He's got it under control. It's a real man. He's not a little boy or a teenager throwing a tantrum. He's a man who sets boundaries, says what he wants, what he doesn't want. It's all very clear. That being said, with Hai Ming's example, you know, uh, we won't go into the details, but she was quite extreme in her reaction. For what, what had happened, I was like, wow, that's, that's an emotionally unstable person. Um, <laughs> that's actually good to know. 
it's better to know that on the third date than to be, you know, in a relationship with her for six months before you find out. So if you're confrontational right from the beginning, you don't have to fake it just when it naturally comes up. Um, if they're very unstable or if they don't react well to that, it's good to find out early so that you, you can move on. Yeah, I fully, fully agree. And one of the things I notice is that if women see potential in you, they'll quite often actually spark an argument. They'll create a confrontation because it is very important for them to know how do you react to frustration? How do you react to negative emotions? Are you a boy or are you a man, right? Are you going to still respect her when you're holding your anger on a leash, right? She needs to know that. Uh, if, if you can't, it's a deal breaker for, for going anywhere with this relationship, right? She can't live with that. So don't be surprised about it. Don't back away from it. As Dan said, go into that confrontation, discuss it. How are you feeling? What is it exactly that you're feeling so emotional about? Um, you can learn a lot. And, and it, again, as Dan pointed out, you may learn things that are a deal breaker for you. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, I like how uh, Mark is saying. Basically, they are test, probably he is, she is testing. Hmm. She's testing how I'm going to react. If I follow what she say, she know what kind of person I am. And if I say no, she know what kind of person I am. And at the beginning, actually, in the first dating, she asked me to do something. Actually, I'm not very happy to do, but I did that. So I, now I think she is testing. For example, she asked me to take a glass of water for her, and I did it. Probably in the first time, I, should, I think that's too little. I think, okay, yeah, I will do it for you. That's not a big deal. So how do you think? Should I say no on the first time with a, a glass of water? Do you feel you should? No, first, when I eat two glasses of water, that's normal because I have a glass for myself and for her, that's normal. Okay, I get two glasses. And after she finished one glass, she said, can you feel, refill my glass of water? I'm thinking, I'm not really want to do this, but I think, okay, first time, I'm happy to do this. It's not a big deal, and I did that. Probably oh. I should have said no. <laughs> I think this is one of the things I want to point out, you know, that idea of testing. We've had a few guys comment about this thing called shit tests, <clears throat> which is a pickup artist term. This idea that women will kind of deliberately and sometimes quite like uh, maliciously put you through these tests. And a lot of guys feel that that's really unfair and, and kind of manipulative. First and foremost, we also test them. Now what guys do is they test physically. They test how much can I get away with physically. And women test confrontationally. And this is very generalized, of course. There are also opposite exceptions of this. But they'll say like, you know, does this guy have balls? Does he stand up for himself? It's there's no point in getting lost in am I being tested or not? Is this real or is this a test? What's the right move? Because then you lose yourself in the game. The best thing to do is not play the game at all and just do exactly what you think is right, regardless of what their test is. You know? And one of the best things you can do is actually call it out, say, look, I don't play games. I'm just gonna do what I think is right. You'll either like me or you won't. 
no more tests, which I've done. Actually, I did that with my now wife, you know. Um, but you can do this thing, like, rather than, like, oh, am I being tested? Is it right to get the glass of water? Just go, look, should I be getting this glass of water right here, right now? Does that feel right to me? If the answer is no, then that's where the confrontation happens. That's when you say, oh, come on, you can, you've got arms, don't you? You can get a glass of water. If it does, it's no like, okay, I should always get the water. I should never get the water. In that moment, how you feel about the situation, what, what a woman really wants to see is that you're in touch with that inner voice. You already know right from wrong and she can't change you on that. All right. That's what the test is really about. Can this guy hold strong? Is this guy already a man who sorted himself out? And I can't break that. I can't manipulate that. I can't ruin that. Because if he can hold strong with me, he can hold strong for me. He can protect me. If, you know, I've seen this, uh, <laughs> I've had a few, quite a few friends who are girls and they'll tell me about their dates and stuff afterwards. And like amazing things, like one guy, I can't remember the details, but he complained about the food at a restaurant. Like it wasn't good enough. And he said, I need you to send this back. And she was so turned on by that. She was like, look, he'll, he'll protect us. If we get bad food, he'll send it back and he'll do what needs to be done. And he also would confront her and, and disagree with her. And that's what she really wanted to see. So I think my answer is exactly what Mike was leading to, which is, I mean, you need to touch what you think is right and act on that. Not try to figure out what works for her, but what works for you. Yeah, just, just to sort of complete that thought, I think it's very easy to get caught up in rules. It's very easy to try to develop patterns that make sense to you. Like, I'm always going to say no when I'm asked for something because I feel manipulated. I think I'd approach it differently. For me, if I'm on a date and I like this person I'm with, I enjoy making them feel comfortable. I'll go get the water without being asked. I'll go get a pitcher, pour it for her. I'm happy to do that, right? But I trust my emotions as well. If she starts asking me to do things that I begin to feel uncomfortable with, Rather than simply saying no straight away, if I'm uncertain, I'm immediately just, that's, I need to keep an eye on that. That felt a little bit manipulative. I don't know if that was just my misperception yet or if it was actually something she intended, but I'm watching carefully now. And I'll make a decision pretty easily by the end of the night or after a first date or a second date. You'll know pretty quickly what someone's trying to do. Um, but Beyond that, I wouldn't think quite so harshly and so black and white about what I'll do, what I won't do. I'd go more into what am I feeling? What do I think she's feeling? What's happening between us here? What do I want to happen here? And focus more on, is there a connection that I like or is this just really awkward and uncomfortable for both of us? Does that make sense? Okay. I noticed that in dating, I, I trust my emotions a lot more than my thoughts. Both are at play, but that connection that happens with someone is an emotional thing. So that's what I'm looking for. Does this feel good? We don't even have to talk. Does this feel good just being together? I can add some, some at the first time when she asked me for water, I actually I feel good because usually this is a woman 
you, she trusts you, then she will ask you to do this. So at, at that time, I feel good. So I, I think it doesn't matter. But if I'm thinking, if she keep doing this, someday I will tell her, no, I don't want to do this. Mm. That is the first date. Even second date, I also think it's this way. I think, okay, maybe next time, she, if she do this, I will tell her, no. Mm. Interesting question. Thanks for that. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, there's, there's a final point I want to make, which is actually a theme through both of these questions. <clears throat> if the person you're seeing is behaving in an unhealthy way, if they're not treating you very well, you've got to notice that. That means like when you're with someone who's good for you, they're not going to do any of this stuff. They're not going to do manipulative little tests. They're not going to flake on you. They're not going to treat you badly. They're not going to scream at you for standing up for yourself. That's all very psychologically unhealthy behavior. It's also the behavior of someone who doesn't respect you. So again, if you're seeing this stuff, rather than trying to figure it out, just step back, look at the bigger picture and go, is this how my ideal partner would behave? Is this how the person I want to spend my life with would treat me? No? Then get the fuck out of there. <laughs> there are three and a half billion of each gender in the world. Do not waste a second on somebody who so clearly falls below the mark. And I don't mean being so picky, like, oh, they didn't perfectly meet my you know, fantasy person. But like, if someone treats you badly, they shouldn't even be a consideration. You know, I, I had a guy once come up to me in a pub and he was really drunk and he said something like, good people find good people. And I had this epiphany, which is, you know, I'd been dating all these girls where I was doing all the work. I was, you know, they were running and I was chasing and I was trying to like bow down to them and they were loving it. I thought someone who's really good for me, they're going to give back. It's not going to be this one-sided thing like this. It's not going to be me doing all the work. And I realized I'm doing something wrong with how I choose people. I'm choosing people who don't respect me. I'm choosing people who are not emotionally mature in relationships. I'm choosing people who don't feel like giving to others. They just want to take something's wrong here. Something's wrong in the way I'm meeting people and choosing them. You know, this is me, me and Mike just go on and on about dancing all the time. And I guess I'm quite biased because my wife I found through dancing, but you go to certain communities and people aren't like that at all. You know, there are very few women like this in the Zoot community. Most of them are loving and kind and generous. When they go on a date with a guy, they want him to feel good. They don't just want themselves to feel good. You know, there are exceptions, of course, but there's certain communities where the people are healthier mentally. You know, so many guys are trying to meet all their women online or in nightclubs. I'm like, you're kind of scraping the barrel emotionally. <laughs> Like that's where the kind of the least confident people go to find each other, go mm -hmm. somewhere else and be more confident in yourself when you're going there. And the level of health between the two of you will go up. You'll find someone who's healthier and you'll be healthier. And then you can start to have that dating experience where you're like, wow, we were like competing to see who could help the other person more. Like we were like in a competition to see who could make the other person feel better about themselves. I mean, that's so much better than me trying to win someone over. Mike, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I wanted to add also one final reflection that applies to, to both of our questions tonight. I'm gonna to use 
Haiming's example. I think it's, it's simplest and most relevant here. Um, I notice in both questions that there is a situation where each of you felt emotionally negative. Something felt uncomfortable. And the reaction in both cases was to set a hard boundary, to basically say, this is a deal breaker, this is not okay, I'm not comfortable with this, right? Uh, no, I don't wanna get you the water. What I'd encourage you to do is instead turn that into an opportunity to relate what you're feeling emotionally. If you're dealing with just thoughts and yes or no black and white world, it'll be impossible for you to connect and impossible for you to resolve any inconsistencies that you're facing with a brand new person. Instead, what I'd encourage you to do is to say, you know what, I'm, I'm actually pretty tired. I'd actually just like to relax. Is it okay if we wait until the waitress comes by again? All right? Or I'm actually feeling really uncomfortable with being asked every five minutes to get you water. I'm not sure why. Maybe it was a past relationship situation but I just needed to let you know that I, I feel uncomfortable and awkward here, all right? So she gets to see inside your head. She gets to understand what you're feeling and you feel a lot less pressure at the same time because you're actually addressing the root of the problem. I don't feel comfortable. Rather than trying to turn it into, what action should I take now? It's much easier, it's much more meaningful and it's something, if she didn't mean any harm, you're golden, she'll sort it out. If she's trying to manipulate you, game's over. <laughs> and you want it to be over. So you win either way. I think that's a great point. And, and again, it's, it's a qualifier. Like how they react to you feeling uncomfortable will tell you everything you need to know about how much they respect you. Like even someone who disagrees with you will be like, oh, I didn't mean to make you feel like that. They, they want you to feel you know, like you're enjoying your life. They don't want to ruin your life. But if someone's like, no, blah, 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 and they get angry at you for being upset, then you get a sense of, of how they feel about you or how, how much they value you. Awesome mm. questions, uh, quite relatable, hopefully, um, to a lot of people. Actually, not just dating, but like long-term relationships, these same issues come up, that coldness or that conflict. And just being more honest and letting them react how they're going to react. Hi, Ming. Thank you so much for coming on board, bringing your question. And to our anonymous first person, thank you so much for yours. Um, Mike, brilliant as always. And we will see you all for the next one, hopefully next week. Yep. Thank Take you. care, guys. Yes. Bye-bye. <laughs>